Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 90. I'm here with a guy all the way from fucking Texas. I don't know what city he's in right now. Tony Casillas. What's up, big dog? What's up? Glad to be here. Hell yeah, dude. It's, I've been trying to get you on for like a while. It's been like, well, I mean, I hit you up like a couple weeks ago, but for me, that's a while. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're acting like it's been like four years. I've been trying to get this kid since his first open mic. I knew we had it. I knew we had it. Dude, how you been, man? I'm doing all right, man. Fucking doing shows out here in Texas, as we call it, freedom country. Uh, no, 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 no. No one calls it that. No, I'm just, uh, I've been lucky. I've been able to fucking do shows and shit. So I've been doing that as much as possible. Is it kind of weird, like, everyone moving out there, whereas usually people would move out to L.A.? Dude, for the first time, it's like, it's cool to be at the spot. The cool spot. <laughs> like, it's like in high school, you know? Your table, you're like, maybe our table will become the cool table. It's it's closest to the exit signs, just in case a shooting happened. Like, we picked the safest spot. And it never became the cool table, you know? But, like, now I feel like I'm in the cool table. Because, I mean, before everybody would just come out to, I mean, CJ moved out here. Yeah. Everybody, like, I talked to out there is like, come on out here, bro. Like, come on out. And I still remember when that fool moved out. Like, you finally moved out here and all this stuff. And then, like, <laughs> and now he's back. And then I'm moving out there in June. Like, it's like all this stuff. Everybody's just going out there. How's it, how's it out in Los Angeles? Well, I, I actually stay in Orange County. And I just kind of go up there whenever I have, like, a show, whenever I need to go to, like, the store and shit. But, like, that place is closed. All the improvs are closed. Everything's closed. There's no real shows. The bars are, like, closed down. So, like, I did this show – uh this bar show but it was like outside on the patio and it yeah. was like super social distance so like you know there's people like here here and like i think i mean total there's maybe like 40 people but the furthest people back were like 60 or 70 feet out <laughs> so like Jesus. yeah dude like they're like yeah all field away bro like i could see him laughing but i couldn't even hear him i was you guys might as well not even be here <laughs> come up like it was just so funny like that's what it's been though it's just like and so it's like, I don't even know if like, I'll tell like a joke and I'm like, fuck, like, it's just so weird. Yeah. Like, like a, like a wave kind of like in like a weird way. I feel like I'm doing like a theater or something, you know, but like for 10 people, like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the weird thing is. Cause even here it was like when Texas first opened up and started doing shows like a month in the pandemic, like Texas, we solved Corona day day 28 we're like our governor wheeled in and he's like you know what we beat it like it was like his mission accomplished with the george bush thing even though nothing was accomplished but like the first shows there were like 10 15 people and i was like why the fuck are we doing this you know and now and now it's like filling up so that's crazy yeah like people don't even talk about it out there the virus they do they do but they don't how do they talk about it like past tense no they talk about it current but i i feel like out here it's just like we're not gonna let it dictate our life you know so it's like which i don't know man it's like it's a weird thing like i see both sides in that aspect and i know you can't say that anymore or like you you know you can't say but i do i see it like I know comics that they have like health issues. They're a little older and they're like, Hey, we're not going out until the vaccine. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like good for like, good for you. 
like do that. But like for me, it was kind of like ah, I, I was going crazy, man. I was going crazy. Yeah. Like same dude. It's like, and I felt like my my writing was like just going down too, because it's like I wasn't like trying anything or like being able to like. I felt like I felt like I fell out of the zone, you know. Yeah. So I'll read through my notes. I'm like, this is stupid. This is stupid. This is stupid. <laughs> it's every day for me. Every day. Like before, you know, it'd be like, this is stupid. This is stupid. This, oh, this is dumb, but I could probably make it work. Now it's just, this is dumb. This is dumb. This is dumb. This is dumb. But it's like, and there's no way to even find out. Cause like the mics are like outdoors and they're, they're like at night. So it's like cold as shit. No, it's like people already don't pay attention to mics. Now it's like three times worse. Cause it's like, now we're outside and socially distanced. Like, yeah. You know, fuck less if I'm on my phone it's like it's it's ridiculous out here dude and i don't know it's just like do you do you think though that one thing that's kind of been positive is like before covid because i know sometimes like me and you we play clubs sometimes Mm -hmm. and uh there'd be people on their phones especially during the opener sets because they don't know who the fuck we are right they're like oh we're here to see the guy we paid a ticket for like let him do his silly billies up there (laughs) and they would be on their like phone or whatever or having like table conversations i realize now like people they're like into it like you barely see people on their phones anymore you barely see people like when they go out like they're like like i want to be here i don't remember people being on their phones too much i mean especially like the improvs they kind of just like crack down on that yeah here yeah like for your because they don't people don't know what you're doing they're like are you recording this get the fuck out of here dude like, yeah, I, I forget you're in like hollywood i i've played some grungy clubs <laughs> up here in the west and where it's like fucking where i had a, a comedy club manager once tell me i was like hey man that group of table they're talking really loud it goes i don't give a shit they keep on ordering mozzarella sticks <laughs> and i was like all right like he goes they keep on ordering mozzarella sticks they say what they want fuck you and i was like all right yeah, did the clubs uh-huh. out here were pretty nice, but the bar shows, those are like oh yeah. anything goes, dude. Oh yeah. Anything goes. I hosted this one uh, at Summer Sports Bar in Manhattan Beach, which is like I think it was I'll have to ask CJ, but I think it was the first show that he did. It was like the first week he was out here. I don't even know if he had a place yet. I was like, come on down and do my show. Cause it was every week. And so I would just like I remember I'd post like the LA comedy scene and be like, we need people like send in like clips, but I would never just, I would never watch them. I would just be like, you're on. <laughs> like a true booker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, Cause I would just need people. It'd be like seven people on a show and a headliner, but I would be getting like, like it was a bar show, but I'd be getting like, you know, uh, just from people like I know, like Trevor Wallace would come down, Craig would come down, Michael Inochi, like all those dudes would come down and just work on new shit. But like these people, and we wouldn't really like, promote it i didn't like promote it It would just be like a whoever's at the bar gets to watch the show like type of thing it's like yeah we would be ready for it but like some crazy shit went down uh like some dude like there's uh like the way the stage was set up like you'd be on stage and then there it, like the bar was skinny and so like there's like booths right here and then you walk through the booths and then that's where you get your drinks and shit behind the booths there's this window mm-hmm. that, like you could see out the patio but they can't see in and like one time this dude was getting sucked off like right next to the window like during the show it was this dude jesus like, one of those bar shows bro. <laughs> i had a once i did a gig in abilene and if you don't know uh my name's tony casillas and i share the name uh of a dallas cowboy football player he played in the 90s like he was on the the 90s super bowl winning teams with uh, troy aikman and emmett smith 
Oh shit. So uh, it was this place called shenanigans. So I was like, it was marketed like CJ star was the headliner. And then it was like uh, featuring Tony Casillas. And I, <laughs> I do my set. Galen, I bomb, I bomb hard 30 minutes. It felt like a t- Ted talk. Like it was bad. <laughs> and it doesn't help that I'm in Abilene, Texas. Like that doesn't help. So I'm outside smoking. I'm like contemplating my life choices, you know? <laughs> and uh, this lady, I she, she comes out and she goes, I hate you. And what? I go, why? I go, why? And she goes, I drove three and a half hours to see a two time Super Bowl winning Tony Casillas do stand up comedy. <laughs> and I was like, why the fuck? Would a two-time Super Bowl winner be doing stand-up in Abilene at Shenan? Like, not even headlining, opening. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would he be the opener? So, I yeah, I've dude, she was pissed. And at first, I thought she was joking. She's like, no, seriously, I'm pissed. Do you know Anthony Davis? I've, I, I don't know him, but I know him. Yeah. Yeah, so I used to open for that dude. Or I mean, whenever stuff comes back, maybe I'll keep opening for him. But, like, that shit would happen to him all the time. But, like, when – so the basketball player, Anthony Davis, when he first got traded from the Pelicans to L.A., he was like, fuck. And, like, the official ESPN pages, because uh, I guess at the time, Anthony Davis didn't have, like, a Facebook or nothing. So, like, the official like, ESPN pages started tagging fucking the comedian Anthony Davis and, like, all these posts and shit. That's amazing. So he'd be like – what the fuck? And so like, I remember him like commenting, like, I'll do my best. Like, shit. <laughs> that's amazing. It's just like, fuck. But I mean, that would like, that'd be so funny. Cause it's like my Anthony Davis, like the basketball players, like, and so like Anthony Davis, the comedian has a funny joke about how, uh, like if you, if you Google Anthony Davis, like the basketball player comes up yeah. and if you Google Anthony Davis, the comedian, the basketball player comes right back up. <laughs> publicity though it is it is it's cool it's cool though like me and that football player we're like internet friends and like sometimes i'll post about a show and he's like go see the comedian version of me and like he'll share like he's he's a cool guy but like maybe maybe him the two anthony's can go on tour together that'd be i mean i think the basketball player is a little bit up there you know he's like a worldwide superstar but like (laughs) (laughs) who knows He'd have to accidentally pick him up from the airport or something and be like, hey, <laughs> you one of those stuff you can email his manager, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, I know I can't sell tickets, but yeah. I know your client can. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even, dude, I sh- okay, I'll give you a little inside scoop. That, that happened at a show here in Dallas recently where it was, uh, it was at the club and they said 50 Cent was hosted right 50 cent 50 cent so so it sold out (laughs) he didn't show up for the first show there was no 50 there was no sense at all and tickets were like like i think it was like 250 for a table of four and it's yeah and it sold out so people were pissed of course because they're like fucking 50 cent we thought he was hosted right so they gave him like a ticket to like some virgin hotel christmas sweater party some bullshit and then the owner was like, hey, we're not starting the second show until 50 gets here. And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. He finally gets there. He doesn't go on stage, though. 
you know, you know how rappers host nightclubs, how they'll just show up and hang out. Yeah, that's that's what he did. But at a comedy club, he just <laughs> filled up three tables in the back, sat there. And right before the show ended, just left <laughs> hosted by 50 Cent. I was like, fuck it. 50 Cent is doing so bad that he has to go in the comedy club circuit <laughs> and just fucking take money now. It's like, dude, did the crack of bottle money really run out? <laughs> you know, like rappers be crazy. There's this, there's this nightclub in Costa Mesa uh, in Orange County called Time Nightclub, and for yeah. some reason they'll get like, like crazy famous people. Like, and so like there was this. So G Easy was supposed to like do a spot there, and uh, this shit sold out like hell. It was like super expensive. It sold out. And I only know this cause like my homie was like one of those people or not my homie, some chick I was trying to fuck that it didn't happen, uh, yeah, yeah. was there. Uh, and, uh, dude. So like people were lined up there. So he's not going to get on, you know, like rappers, they're going to show up late and shit. These people are waiting outside the nightclub from like 10 in the morning until just so they could get in. It sold out all this shit, like a line of people down the street, like a shitload of people. They get in there, all this stuff. This fool shows up at like two in the morning, does two songs and bounces. What? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no way. And so like everybody was like super pissed. I was like, you know what? That's what you get for thinking that time nightclub, we were just like the shittiest nightclub ever would freaking... Awesome. Also, that's what you get for thinking that g Easy's a good fella. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what you get. Like, the thing, you look at g I've never looked at g Easy and go like, yeah, I trust that guy. <laughs> you know? He's not a guy you trust. No, no. Dude, like, no, no. like T-Pain. T-Pain's a guy I'm like, you know what? If, if I had to give my life, T-Pain would protect me. But g Easy. Yeah, Jeezy would sell my life for a fucking pack of Swisher Sweets. <laughs> Name three T-Pain songs. Uh, Buy You a Drink. Okay. Fell in love with a stripper. And I'm a white and I'm a white guy that listens to top 40 hits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God damn! I come on your podcast, you put me on the spotlight. Yeah, Gee, you could have pulled it. You should have pulled out a note because I know this is audio only. You could have pulled yeah. out a note and just been like the answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know three songs. I don't know, There's man. Earth Gang. <laughs> Earth. Oh yeah, Earth Gang. Yeah. There's one with them. Uh, what, dude? What's your worst like bombing? Well, before we even get there, like, dude, how long have you been in stand up, and like, where did you start? So. I'm four and a half years now. This summer, I'll hit my five-year mark. And I started here in Dallas. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. How'd your first time go? Like, what was the circumstances? So, I uh, I got dumped. <laughs> no, I shit you not. Like, I got dumped. Laugh, but I it's true, though. Like, it's funny. Because, like, it was that typical, like, I, dude, I was dating this girl. And I thought we were going to get married. And now I look back at it and I laugh. And I was like, that marriage would have not worked out. We would have gotten a divorce. Like, it was not good. She was just, uh-huh. yeah, she was just out of my league. And to me, I was like, good enough. You know, I was like, good enough. You know, like it was the uh-huh. second girl to ever la- to ever laugh at my jokes and suck my dick. So I was like, you know what? She's the one. <laughs> it was the second one ever to do both those things. We were only dated nine months at the time. Oh, my. You know, when you're young, you're fucking dumb. How and uh, you? 20, 21. That's not that young. 
it's still, you know how it, I, I, dude, I grew up in a traditional family where it's like, you go to college, that's where you meet your, you know, your right. wife. And like, <laughs> it, it's kind of like that kind of set up. So uh, I was like, yeah, I'll just fucking get my film degree and work in Fort Worth. She's like, well, we could live in Fort Worth near my parents. So I was like, that sounds fun. Because <laughs> even before comedy, I wanted to move to LA to pursue film. Right. And then I worked on a few movies and I was like, fuck this. Uh, so I, uh, my buddy Nick, who we had worked on uh, at our college, we had like this late night TV show called Late Night at North Texas. It was kind of like a, a Stephen Colbert or Conan right. O'Brien. And I was a writer on it. And he's like, hey, man, you've always told me you want to do stand up. And uh, how about just to get your mind off of things, you come to the open mic on Wednesday. And I was like, Okay. Was he a I, mm-hmm, really funny. Nick Fields. He lives in uh, New York City right now. Like he's okay. fucking. He's he, he's the silliest goose you'll ever meet. Like he's the best. And uh, so I wore a fucking suit. Like, dude, my first <laughs> my first year in comedy. No matter if it was a show or open mic, it was a full suit, nice shirt. It was because that's what I thought comedian. You know, I always like. I grew up on like I grew up on like uh like old school shit like Richard Pryor like live at the right. Sunset Strip I was like you wore a suit so I I would wear suits and um <laughs> and my first time I didn't go up until like 1:30 in the morning and uh there were two people in the audience and I made one of them chuckle once and I was like I could I think I can do this <laughs> And I was like a nervous wreck. I, I was sweating. Like I fucking sweat through my shirt. Like it was terrible, but like, I just kept on, like, it just gave me a reason to just keep on going. And I fucking just started hustling. I, like I was at the time I was going to college, working at Radio Shack and doing comedy. Like I was doing like eight mics a week and uh, just fucking just getting at it. And then I got lucky. I, I got to host for Hyenas like my first year. I was not ready, but uh, the guy who was booking at the time was on meth and uh, I would give him rides sometimes. So he's like, <laughs> hey, he's like the guy, I won't name his name, but if you listen to my podcast, you'll, you'll hear it. I'll drop it sometimes, but he's sober now. He's a great guy, great mentor. But like, he would be like, Hey, you would host. And I was like, I don't think I'm ready. He goes, ah, fuck it. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> Fucking ate shit for 15 minutes, dude. It was so bad. My first MC weekend, I was up there bombing and eight minutes in this lady. And I don't think she did it on purpose because she was a little older. Dead silence in the room, sold out room, 265 people. And she goes, I want to laugh, but he's just not funny. And then the crowd starts busting out. And I saved it. The one laugh I got on that show, I go, ma'am, I still got, yeah. I go, ma'am, I still got seven minutes left. And you just got the biggest laugh of the night so far. So do you want to come up and finish my set? And that got like a chuckle. And then I proceeded to bomb for seven minutes. (laughs) It was bad. Have you ever had a heckler come up on stage? No, I've had guys throw shit at me. Fuck. I had a guy get up, but the manager was there and he pushed him back down. Cause I, dude, I, my thing is like, I don't, I don't really get mad until like there's a breaking point. Sure. I made a girl cry once. 
Yeah. Oh, no, I've never, I had one person come up on stage and it was, dude, it was, it, it was the last, so there was this show that I used to do every Thursday at Gallagher's Pub and they've been doing comedy there every Thursday for freaking like since the eighties. And so it's yeah. always packed with people, this bar show, but it was like a club. Like, uh, have you ever come out to LA and done the comedy store? I've been to LA, but I, that was before comedy. Oh, okay. Like before sure. I did comedy. Yeah. Right. So like this, I dude, this bar show was just like the belly room. It's like the closest thing to the belly okay. room, not the belly room. It's fucking crazy. And so like, this is the last, like the time, the last time I did it before the pandemic. So this place has been closed since or yeah. doing comedy or whatever. Uh, and so like, dude, I'm freaking killing, dude. I'm having a fucking great set. Everyone's going fucking great. And then it's like the last thing, this lady says something and I have to listen to the tape because I forgot what I said. But this lady says something and I turn and there's this weird, it's like the chef's table. It's like this booth that's like for two people that's like on the stage. Yeah. And so like there's people sitting there because it's packed. So they have to sit there. And this lady says something. And so I just barely turn and see who it was. And I like, I flamed her. I said something. I destroy her, right? Fucking huge laugh. I'm like, cool. I'm going to yeah. say my closing joke and get the fuck out of here. Like, this is a great set. Like, can't wait. Like, all this stuff. And then she replies. She's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm stronger than you, you twink. And I was like, oh, oh fuck. the whole room explodes laughing. Like, yeah. Way louder than what I said. And I was like, oh, shit. And so, like, now, like, my closing joke's out the window because whatever I have to do, and I've already gotten to light everything. So my last thing has to be with this chick because it can't just be, like, nice on yeah. my joke, you know? <laughs> and honestly, if you're thinking about starting comedy – do that just go nice and go into your closing yeah. joke because it, it never ends up well like <laughs> it never does so if you're ever in the situation like me or galen just go into your closing joke just leave it alone it never you know <laughs> so like i like i was like oh shit and so like before i said anything she's like i'll arm wrestle you and i was like oh shit it's so like the host of the show it's like like an Instagram dude. Like he's like he like all this clout. And so I just see this dude from like the back of the room start running out with his camera, like front facing, like, oh shit, like oh shit. Like and he gets up on stage. <laughs> and so this he like wheels the sound booth like on like from like the back onto the yeah. and this lady gets on stage and now everybody's like chanting and shit. Like 85 <laughs> people are like fuck. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. And so I arm wrestle this old like crackhead lady and like I beat her, right? But she claims, and so the whole crowd goes crazy. Like, ah, oh, yeah. I'm like, all right. And so, like, by this time, I've been on stage for like 15, 16 minutes. And so it's like, I was supposed to only do like 10 minutes. And so the show's like, it's going like weird, bro. And so, like, then she's like, you cheated. Like, your arm was up. I was like, fuck. Like, so she's like, let's go with the left. But the way she said, I was like, oh, this bitch is left handed for sure. I was like, there's no way. Uh, so we go left handed. And dude, I put everything into this and she beats me. Uh, and I was like, I'm like, Dude, it's like what sucked dick about it is that my set was so good, but like no way any of those people even remember, remember a thing, a word no. I said, a not no. a word. And after the show, when people were like coming up, oh, dude, that was so great, blah, blah, blah. They, dude, that was so cool of you to let her win. I was like, yeah, for sure, for sure. But like, I can't <laughs> let her. <laughs> and it was, it sucked. The thing that sucked dick most is that I watched the video and my arm was down on the first one. I fucking beat her fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky. On the show, I made that girl cry because she was, it was just this ha this table heckling. And it was like the beginning of the pandemic. So the club, they were like the biggest table and they were buying a lot of drinks. And the manager's like, hey, we could kick them out, but like they're making us a lot of money. So we're like, okay, you know. So at one point, they ju she just keeps on talking, right? 
And I'm like, ma'am, I don't come to your job and just like say bullshit when you're working. And she's like, I don't have a job. And I was like, I was like, why don't you just go ask your fucking rich dad to fucking like give you a position you don't deserve? Like, that's what you girls do anyway. And uh, that got a laugh. And then uh, she goes, my dad's dead. Oh, fuck. And then I go, good. I go, good. He doesn't have to see you act up like this. And dude, the air just sucked out of the room. Nobody laughed? There was laughter, but it was like, it was kind of like, 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 it was like, it was like an awkward, you know? And then she like gets up and runs out. And I just go, fuck. Like, I feel bad, right? I said that on stage. I'm like, ah, Jesus, I feel bad. I'm sorry. But then I got lucky. And one of her friends saved my set because she goes, hey, don't worry. She, he died when she was three. She brings it up all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, he goes, don't worry about her. She's a bitch. (laughs) I was like, all right. (laughs) Like. There's this one, there was this one time. So at the summer show that I was telling you about the bar show, like yeah. it would be Heckler City. And so there's this one chick, and like I'm not gonna say her name, but like her shit's like easily predictable, like stereotype yeah. shit. And so she was doing this this joke uh about and it, it, what was cool about this this bar is that it had regulars. And so like I couldn't do the same set like over and over again or tell the same jokes. And so like I would always come with something new and I would tell. You know, like like three jokes and then just get the show started because I'm not gonna write a full set every week, yeah. uh, and uh, so I, I remember my set was like okay this night right and so this guy was like just chilling in the back and he didn't start heckling until this girl got on stage and she's like Pakistani or some shit and so she's doing some joke about how she's getting married and how she doesn't have to worry about it because yeah my parents arranged everything or some bullshit like that right and so this dude like yells out and so like on the pause like before whatever her punchline was gonna be he was like an arranged marriage and like dude and like so the whole we're all dying but she's like she's not like like assertive or nothing whereas you know like someone would be like we'd respond she just kind of stood there and like froze up and like he just mm-hmm. kept heckling her and so i was like oh fuck like so i was laughing and then someone was like hey man galen like yo you should probably like tell that dude to be quiet and i was like oh yeah this is my show huh and I, was like, <laughs> I was enjoying it i was like this is hilarious <laughs> And so, like, I go over to the guy, and, like, he's, like, uh, I was, like, hey, dude, like, you should, like, like, and before I could even say, like, keep it down, he was, like, hey, man, you're really funny. I was, like, oh, no way, thanks. And, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That always, anytime a piece of shit, you're just, like, I want to hate you. And then they're, like, hey, can I buy your shit? And you're, like, hey, you want to follow me on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're at that level. We need all the pieces of shit we can get. <laughs> I was, like, oh, no way, thanks, man. And I <laughs> Dude, that happened. So uh, this chick, I won't mention her name either because I don't think she does comedy anymore. Thank God. But uh, but it's one of those things where the one comedy I hate is the clafter type of comedy, where it's just like you say something like a social issue and people clap. You okay. know, because yeah, it's yeah. like that's not it's not a joke. Like it's there's nothing there. It's like. I respect the fuck out of you is if you could say something wrong and get the, the audience on your side. Cause that's what comedy is. Comedy is the idea of trying to say something that you wouldn't normally hear and you win over the audience. Right. Yeah. And so she had moved to Austin and just been doing like these woke type shows. And she comes back to Dallas 
does a show in Fort Worth. And if you don't know, Fort Worth is kind of like the more Republican, the, the, the right wing hub of DFW. Like Dallas is more liberal, but like we have like fucking the rodeo that goes to Fort Worth. You know, it's, it's called Cowtown for the people that have never been. And she just goes on stage and she just goes, I hate straight white men. <laughs> and she paused because she'd just come back from Austin where she was getting applause breaks just for that sentence. Dead silence. Dead silence. And, and then one guy, one cowboy just goes, what do you hate about him? Because <laughs> they won't fuck you. <laughs> and then it's just that kind of shit where I'm just like, ah, oh, fucking, a-, you know? Dude, that's so fucking, dude, you know what I hate? Uh, the When people like, kind of like, like, like they'll deliver a punchline and they'll be like, or like, they'll like, like, they'll like make it like, I can't even describe it. Or they'll kind of like chuckle, half chuckle. Like, they'll be like, <laughs> like after like a, like a punchline. Oh, then you'll hate my act. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you'll hate me. I, but the thing is, I get what you're saying. Like to jumpstart, like if it doesn't work, then they'll do it to like jumpstart. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. to jumpstart the laughter where they're like, you should laugh here or you should laugh there. Whereas like, I've seen your shit. Your shit's funny as fuck. I don't yeah. notice that. But like there's people that do it like, like- On purpose. On purpose. I yeah. get that. I get that. I do it. Like my thing is, and people have told me like, there's this guy on TikTok I'm at war with. <laughs> Cause he's a piece of shit. He just goes through all my videos and he, he'll just be like, still, still haven't laughed. Still haven't laughed. And I'm like, you piece of shit. Then don't subscribe to me. But that's another thing. But like sometimes, like my thing is, I do this weird thing. It's like when the audience is really laughing, it just makes me happy. And I like to giggle with them. Like I, it just. Oh, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Well, you know how it feels like when yeah. you fucking feel that energy and you're like, oh, it's fucking weird that you guys are laughing at this. Like it's, <laughs> it's like overwhelming. Like. And this guy just wrote, like, stop laughing at your own jokes. And I was like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm laughing at them laughing at me. Like, it's. <laughs> like, it, dude, it's kind of weird. I, in my notes, I'll write down, like, I'll watch everything. I'll listen to everything. I'll write down notes on shit to, like, improve on for, like, every set. And, like, the thing that keeps popping up is, like, I want to fix, like, the awkwardness after delivering a joke like when people are laughing i'll kind of just like stand there or i'll like look at the ground or like i'll look into the back or like i'll look like i don't really know what i'm supposed to do when they're laughing like sometimes like when, like when i'm doing like improv or something i'll just kind of like smile you know because it's kind of just like a show but like yeah. it's like anywhere else i'm just kind of like like i feel like and like no i brought this up with other comedians like oh we never noticed that but yeah I'm, I'm like i look awkward as fuck or i'm doing this with my hands or i'm like you know like shit like that but if people don't notice it, people don't notice it. But I'm like, fuck, I look awkward as fuck up there. That's, yeah, that's been a thing I've been working on too. Is just like, I would like fucking cut my own laughter off. Cause you're like, you're just like going to the next one, going to the next one. And it's like, if people are still laughing, fucking let them laugh it out. Right. Laugh it out. And now it's like, I've been working on like just letting the laugh all die out, then going in. And then, cause it's like, I think when you're younger, you just want to get as much material out. Now I'm fucking thrilled where it's like, oh shit, I only had to do seven jokes instead of 13 on this set. Cause it's like right. the crowd was that good that seven jokes were enough. Cause I do right. like long, yeah. But it's like, I, I get it. But it's like, look, you do, we're up there with a fucking microphone. We, we look ridiculous from the fucking get, you know? 
I feel that. I feel like, uh, especially for like, like the like the comedy store, like in the belly room, like for like the five minute spots and shit. I'm like, yo, quit laughing. I got five minutes, bro. Like, I'm like, my talk, my talk, my my talk, my my <laughs> ticking and talking, bro. Like, my, <laughs> I feel like it looks better though. Like, I feel like it looks better if they're like, shit, the guy in five minutes can only do two jokes because it he did so well. Then the guys that are just like, bop, bop, you know? I like the, so it's funny because like my homie Dom, like he does like bits with like, yeah. you know, whereas I kind of do like jokes with like, like it's like inverted type of thing. And so like, yeah. like, like if you look at our set list for like a 15 minute set, I'll have like 22 jokes, like blah, 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 and whatever I get through, I get through and I'll rearrange them as, as I need. And like his is like four and it's, yeah. like, it's like, but we're both fucking hilarious. Like when it comes down to it, but it's like, I'd rather, cause it's like, I also write out each tag as a separate joke. Whereas oh, okay. puts down the four and he's like, I'll remember it all. Yeah. That, that's how I am. Where it's like, cause I do more longer form stories, which kind of sucks sometimes, especially with the crowd, like at a bar show are right. in and are in and out. Cause like my closer literally is, it brings back a callback from the first joke I do. And it's like, if you miss any point, like it just doesn't work. But now like the more you do clubs where they pay attention more, it's been working more, but I like, I like the storytelling structure because it kind of allows you to fucking move around and kind of add shit. And, you know, that's weird. Cause or not, it's not weird, but like, um, I do one that's like a callback tag that yeah. has to do with like shit that's like way back there, but it's like out of nowhere. And so I've been kind of placing it in like different spots. And like, I finally found like the perfect spot for it is like two minutes after the original yeah. uh, thing. And I was like, fuck, it's like, I put it at the end. I was like, what if I closed on this? And it was just like nothing. And I put it like right after and it worked, but I put it right like two minutes after and it was just flames it just works so weird if dude stand-up's a fucking science it's so weird it's so far i don't know if you've ever had this where you have like a one minute bit and alone it works but it you know but it's like it doesn't get what you think it deserves Mm -hmm. and then you just sit on it and then you come up with another bit and you're like holy shit it fucking that puzzle piece just fits right in yeah. and now makes that two minute bit a three minute bit. And it just flows a lot better than that two alone. And then that one minute alone, you just like intermix. Like that's my favorite part is just fucking figuring it all out and just piecing it like piece by piece. And it's crazy how it's like coming from like the years. Like I keep all my freaking notebooks. And so yeah cool and like every once in a while i'll go through like the old ones and be like what have i forgotten about what where can i piece something from the past in and like build something new around it and it's like it's cool being like holy shit like this joke used to suck asshole and i just kind of forgot that it used to suck asshole because i just made it work it's like it's fucking it's weird how like from just doing it over and over and over again we just make it work yeah like it's weird like i have a bit about the show the biggest loser (laughs) And the joke, the beginning would always kind of like have a rough start, but literally I just changed one sentence and it changed the whole bit. Mm-hmm. And now the bit works. Cause I used to do this whole thing. The biggest loser was a show where we we're going to like take care of fat people. You know, we we're going to teach them how to eat right workout. I just took all that out and I just go, 
Remember The Biggest Loser, right? That fucked up TV show. You know, people thought, oh, we're going to finally solve obesity. It's like, you know how I know they don't give a shit about fat people? They sent them home week one. (laughs) And then instantly, that's all I needed was just like that visual about they don't give a shit about us instead of being like, oh, they try to give a shit. I just go instantly. They didn't give a shit. And then it worked. And then I'd go into it like how they send them home and, you know, make them work out without uh, T-shirts. It's like, let them like I can barely wear a shirt at the pool. You're going to make them take their shirt off on national television. (laughs) Fucking that's disgusting. Dude, I've never seen an episode of that TV show, but I always remember it from like when I was a kid. And like, I, I always thought that it was because I knew it had to do with like fat people. I always just thought it was for like skinny people to like laugh at like fat Dude, people. Dude, yeah. Like, Look at that loser. He's the biggest one. Like, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> it wasn't. It was. It was. Dude, it was. It was like the, every contestant, every winner came back and gained their weight back. <laughs> But I get it, dude. I get it. Like they're because they teach them like these fucking these these workout things. They're like, oh, run up that hill for 19 hours. It's like when you go back into your regular life, you can't be like, hey, boss, I got to go on a 19 hour workout. (laughs) You know, they're feeding them kale shakes, making them work out 19 hours a day. Like it's not a, a healthy life. Like stop trying to make weight loss the next American Idol. Is it kind of like was it like Hell's Kitchen? Like would they be like in dorms and shit? Oh, yeah. There would be games, mind games. It's like, we're already fat. You want to play more mind games on us? <laughs> like, just let them work. Teach them how to, like, that shouldn't be a TV show. Oh, uh, did they cancel it? I haven't heard that shit in a long time. So they canceled it, and then um, I love Bob, the expert on fucking Biggest Loser. Because <laughs> I hated that. Sh- I hate that show, dude. It's fucking, it, it just shows the... The hypocrisy of like, oh, it's a feel-good show. You know, by joke, I say uh, no other show does that, like Extreme Home Makeover. They just built a sad family a house. It's not like they invited three families on the show going like, yeah, let's see which one of you is sadder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they, it's like just invite 15 really obese people on the show. Let them work out for 20 weeks. Oh, yeah, you all won. You know, you're all healthy now. But no, they're like, fucking Jerry lost 18 pounds. <laughs> You've only lost 16. Time to go home, piggy. Like, they didn't need to do that. They didn't need to do that. But uh, so Bob, he, one of, the, one of the workout guys, he got a heart attack. So now he, and which I think is just a fat hex. Like fat people, we put a hex on them. We're like, oh, you want to fucking heart problems? Here you go. But uh, now they brought it back and it's more about self-care and love. And I was like, where was that back in the 2000s? Biggest loser. Where was this whole self-care and love bullshit? But yeah, I watched the show. It's disgusting. Do you know there's shows from like, how old are you? I'm 26. What shows from like your childhood do you like remember watching but don't remember dick about them? Um... I dream of Jeannie. My dad growing up would show me like old TV shows. I dream of Jeannie. Um, Cow and Chicken, I, rem- I, I remember, but I don't remember. Yeah. Do you not remember Cow and Chicken? I'm 24. I don't remember that old ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I forgot you're a young boy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Didn't know I was dealing with a, a, a boy right now. No, but like cow and chicken, rocket power. There we go. There we go. I don't remember fully, but I remember. Um, woogie, woogie, woogie. Yeah, woogie, woogie. That's it. That's All it. I know is the woogie, woo. Uh, that's pretty much it. I've always, like, early on, I was a huge fan of, like, TV and movies. So a lot of it stuck with me, but. Did you ever watch, so you were 1994? 1994, baby. So that's like, do you consider yourself a 90s baby? I yeah, sh- sure. I guess. I'm not one of those guys that's like, I'm a 90s kid, so this is how I have to act. It's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> don't, you know, don't let a, twi- a, a tweet, you know, dictate how you, how you dress. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, because there's like weird criteria, you know, like, like I was a child in the nineties, but I remember Y2K. I remember fucking go to the grocery store and like toilet paper was out. I was like, I feel like in 2020, something's going to happen like this. Like I had a, you know, (laughs) I think the weirdest, the weirdest part about like, I was just talking to my grandma today about like aging and shit. Cause my older cousin used to babysit me. It was her birthday a couple days ago. And she, yeah. Uh, my aunt posted like, oh, like happy birthday to my oldest daughter, like 33, never looks like, and I was like, 30 fucking three. I thought she was 27. And then <laughs> I sat there and I was like, wait, I'm 24. I'm old as fuck. And I yeah. was like, holy shit. Like it didn't like really register until I read that someone else was like 33 that I realized that I'm actually like, like older. Like it's weird how time works. Cause like, dog, like legally, legally, you or I could bang someone that was born the last year the Angels won the World Series. And I remember yeah. it. And I remember Dude, it. Legally, we can bang someone that was born on 9-11. <laughs> That's the weird thing. Like, we can knock down some twin towers, you know, <laughs> if we wanted to now in 2021. But it's like, it's weird. It's, I don't know. It's weird. Are you the kind of guy that uh, likes younger chicks? Because I can't stand them. I mean, dude, I'm on Tinder. So, like, if, like, a 19-year-old pops up. Not even for, like, a night? Like, a 19-year-old, 20-year-old? Dude, dude, I can't. Dude, the the way they talk, it's like, oh. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, oh, you're so young. You're so dumb. (laughs) Like, I get it. I get it. But like, they're so dumb. They are. Well, we were dumb at that age too. That's what I'm saying. It's like, if I had to go back in time and fuck me, I would blow my brains out. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't. I I would, I would barely fuck me now. Like sometimes I'm (laughs) mad. Sometimes I masturbate and I'm like, I don't want to do this. This is, this is filthy. You're disgusting. You don't deserve this. I wouldn't even fuck me now. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't even fuck me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like you're you're filthy oh, that dude was i went on a date with a 20 year old like a year and a half ago we matched on tinder i was like hey let's go get coffee because we couldn't go to the bars because she's a child that was your opening line let's go get coffee and she was like dude yeah i'm always like hey i always i'm always up front like 
Like, hey, I'm terrible with this app. Like, I hate it. I hate the fucking three, four days of like, oh, here's a babe, or oh, I'm at the stuff. Go to the store, or it's like, oh, you know, you make up to act cooler. Like, you're like, yeah, I'm just go to the comedy club, you know, because I'm a regular there. It's like, no, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I'm, I like, I'm better live than in person. Did you have stand up like pictures on your profile? What was your profile? You as a stand up? Yes. 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 Okay, dude. Galen, Galen, look at me. <laughs> look at me. Me, my picture with me and Joe Rogan is pick number three, bitch. Like, <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta show these hoes that I'm, I'm working out here, dude. My, I got pictures <laughs> on stage like the improv in front of like an endless crowd, and then the next oh, picture is me signing some dude's tits. Like, dude. oh yeah, 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 dude. These chicks, they're swiping. They're like, oh, fuck, is this the next Trevor Wallace? And I'm like, I think so, you know? So, uh, yeah, I lie, you know? My pictures make my life look a lot better than it is. And then they get to my place, and they're like, that's an air mattress on the floor. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I made seven grand doing comedy. What do you think, you know? But <laughs> so we're, at the, we're at this coffee shop, and literally we're sitting down. I get her coffee. And she looks at me and she goes, so you're a comic? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, so how many years is it going to take you until you can financially support the both of us? First question. What the fuck? And I sit there and I just look at her and I go, you know what? I don't even think I can afford your cup of coffee right now. So so I think I'm just going to go. And I just got up and left. I was like, I was like, yeah, that's your first question, Pip. Like, you don't know. Like, ask me what my favorite color is first. <laughs> like, don't ask me finances. You're not my father. Like, my dad talks to me like that. Like, hey, are you doing all right? You know, I don't need. Dude, the, my favorite part about that is when you first started telling me what her question was, I was like, wow, this bitch is pretty smart. Like, how long do you think <laughs> and then you said us and i was like no way <laughs> yeah it's like us it's like mm, you know that's, that's like that's like going on a first date and you look at the girl so um when are you gonna blow me well that's kind of how i go on my tinder dates i don't really you, you, you we must be on tinder for different reasons dog i take him out for a drink smash and then never talk to him again oh okay Okay. Yeah. Good for you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. I just can't. I, dude, I can't. What I'm a fucking. Because I'm a. I'm, dude. I'm a nervous wreck when it comes to that. Like I love, honestly, and people call me pussy for this. I love the pillow talking afterwards almost better than sex. Yeah, you're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's just me. I like. I like the like sex. Great. Ladies, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> the four ladies that let me try it on them say good reviews, you know, two thumbs up. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I like I like a little connection. Really? Yeah, I dude, I grew Not up as fast as possible. Yeah, I, I also got fucked over. Like at one point, my parents were divorced. I was living with my mom, my sister, and her friend. So it was like just a lot of women talk. They're right. Like, you know, it's about meeting them. It's about getting to know them. So, uh, yeah, I got that. Is you were ra- you were raised by fucking boys. You're like, you just got to drip one inside of them. And if they're pregnant, get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> it, was the, it was the opposite, dude. 
Oh, really? I've never met my biological dad. So I was raised by my by my mom. I, until, I get it. Until like I was eight, and then she met my stepdad. But it was more so. And then they got divorced, and so yeah. like in like oh nine. So there was like a period where I was still living with my mom. Yeah. I saw like dude after dude after dude, and I was like, one of those dudes is gonna be me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've never met your biological father, but you sure like to act like him. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> That's shameless plug. I had him. Uh, we uh, we met or we virtually met, and I had him on the podcast. And like, how was that? It was the craziest episode ever. It's the one that it's everyone's favorite episode. It was fucking nuts. It was you know what I mean, episode I, is? I'll check. Episode fifty five. It was the one right after Mark Norman. So it was like back to okay. crazy episodes, but uh, it was fucking. It was nuts just getting to know this dude and having everybody get to see or hear you get to know this fuck it would dude it was crazy and i even asked like how did it how did it go down like right yeah. off that and like basically he just said that like he was so he's a, a freaking professional golf athlete so he's like hung out like he's homies with tiger woods and shit he's telling me all these tiger woods stories on the podcast i was like and he was like don't tell anybody this i'm like it's on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. Then he looked at your social media and goes, oh, okay, not enough people. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know and I, I knew what I meant. You know, like uh, do you guys are you guys still in contact? Yeah, we text every once in a while. I was supposed to go out there and meet him this summer, but COVID. Yeah. But he basically so he was on a, a tournament uh in Florida and my mom worked at some like gas station out there mm-hmm. and like uh he was like, it was like European time. He's like straight Italian, lives out there, like European professional golfer. Like, so he's on Europe time. So he like walks in his dog shop at like fucking like 3 a.m. and like meets my mom, buys a coffee, gets her number or whatever, like a fucking G. And then fuck, at three in the morning, bro, like fucking just buying a coffee. Can I get your number? Like, however that fucking happens, you know? And then he said that he banged her behind a trash can on the beach. <laughs> 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 you know why i love you most what? people would be like man my dad abandoned me man <laughs> he was never my my dad was never there for me man fuck that guy i don't want to hear from him man but instead you're like man my dad's a fucking g dude <laughs> <laughs> my dad's fucking living it bro he's like he's like dude i wouldn't fucking hang out with me if i could hang out with the woods himself <laughs> Dude, he's hanging out with Tiger. Of course he didn't want to fucking deal with my shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I know, dude. That is kind of, that is kind of funny. <laughs> so he banged her by a trash can. On the beach. And then Good. went back to Europe. And then it was one of those where it's like, how is my mom like some, you know, 18-year-old get a freaking get a yeah. contact, get in contact with some fucking, you know, it'd be like trying to get in contact with Tiger Woods. You can't. You know, yeah. like, there's no Twitter back in the nineties. Uh, and so, yeah. And then we, it was, it was really funny because I remember my mom being like, like, I mean, you know, as a kid, you ask questions, like, why the fuck is there a dude here? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. And uh, I remember like being a kid asking, she's like, well, we tried, you know, she gave me his name or whatever. And so when I was like 13 or 14, uh, we, I just literally typed his name into Google and it was like, yep, here he is. I was like, fucking like, you searched mom, really, bitch? You just got to search his fucking, he's a professional athlete, just search his fucking name. Yeah, he Jesus. Emailed him, he calls, and it was just like, hey. You know? was, it, was it cool from the get-go? I remember when he first called, it was on my 14th birthday, and it was like really weird, because it was just like this, he was like full-blown like European. And yeah, like, yeah. 
I never like talked like a European dude or nothing. And so he's like, Oh, I can't even do the accent, bro. Dude. So it's like, but it's so heavy. And I was yeah. just like, no wonder, dude. Cause it's like, and like, dude, he was telling me uh, on the podcast, he dead ass says this. And I would think, I still think it's the most badass thing that everyone's ever said about uh, like my mom or anyone is that he was like, yeah, dude, I'm surprised I even remember her. I was like, dude, like, Jesus. he's just on a, cause of his accent, dude, he would just, and he's not like a, like a terrible looking guy. We kind of look similar, you know, what's up, but <laughs> uh, nah, dude, like he, uh, just the accent. Like I wish I had, it's such a cheat code. Cause girls oh, yeah. fucking fall. They just, here's my, oh, Good in Germany. When I go to visit my mom in Germany, uh, when I go out with like my old classmates I went to German school with, we'd go to the club and like my buddy would be like, Why are you speaking German to these girls? And I was like, What? And he goes, No, it's fucking do like a Texas accent. Like you have it. So I'll just like, Hey, how's it going? And they're like, huh. Like it instantly. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I'm just here drinking some Jack and Cokes, you know? And they're like, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Texas, just here hanging out. Just here hanging I'm out. I'm just, I'm just here hanging out, you know, just, you know, just missing the farm. <laughs> just, just waiting to get back home, you know. My horse is waiting for me. That's crazy, dude. Those accents, dude. I used to drive for Lyft. I remember I picked up this Asian girl, like, like down the way, like from my house. I picked her up, and she was talking about. Uh, how it's weird how like people are just like an open book dude she was like talking about how she like went to school abroad and like on her first day she was like moving in it was like in Spain and she was like moving in and she like stubbed her toe or something yeah. and was like bleeding and some dude like her neighbor like saw and like had this accent and was just like oh like let me uh like get you a band-aid or whatever and so like she was like yeah we went up to his room and we fucked I was like, what the hell? She's like, mm-hmm. like her homies are downstairs helping her move in still. And she's just, <laughs> just because of his accent. I was like, accents are weird, man. But I'm the same way, man. Like, dude, like a New Zealand accent. <laughs> some Auckland in there. Yeah, dude, some Auckland, like, or like a fucking, like, I, I really think when I get married, you know, it'll be to like a European chick. Like a like a Swedish girl or like even a German girl, man. Like a German accent, I love it. Really? I love, yeah, I love it. I don't even like notice that shit. Like it doesn't have like an effect on me. Oh, dude, there's something wrong with it, dude. <laughs> there was there was one girl, dude. I fell in love with this girl. Like I was doing a show. Where was it? It was in Ohio, and she comes up to me and she just starts speaking German to me. And all night long, we're just talking German together. And it was just like, bro, I'm going to marry this girl. Like, oh, <laughs> I was like, so. You got any like wild chuckle fuck stories? Chuckle fuck. Man, no, nah, dude. Like I said, I'm fucking, I don't know, man. Like if they're too drunk, it's like, <laughs> I, dude, to me, it's like the hassle. Like I said, I'm more of a, a commitment kind of guy there but like if a girl came up to you and was after a show and was just like let's fuck you wouldn't that's like, different that's okay, different right, right, right. but it's always dude it's always this they're like it's always a girl with like four like a group of four to 20 and they're like okay so we're going to this bar and you're like all right i gotta do the second show i'll meet you at that bar so then you go to that bar they're like actually we're on the other side of town we're at my buddy dave's place and it's like <laughs> It's always, you know, it's always a thing. 
Yeah. And to me, it's like, I hate, it's like, can we not make it a thing? <laughs> like, we're, we're going to pick up some cocaine. Do you have cocaine? I don't have cocaine. Okay. You go find us some cocaine. <laughs> and you meet up, and I'm like, I'm not going to find you cocaine. And it's always, it's always a ballad, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. The weirdest thing is, I get, dude, girlfriends love me because you know a lot of people go on comedy shows for dates and shit yeah like on dates dude i always get a hit on when the boyfriend is standing six feet away <laughs> always because it's like because i made them laugh and you could tell the boyfriend's like yeah dude you're funny i'll make her laugh 24 7 bro dude <laughs> he only got to make her laugh for 25 minutes dude i make your laugh monday through sunday bro and it's like <laughs> Monday through Sunday, bro. And it's like I've had that happen where a girl gives me her number in front of her boyfriend, and the boyfriend what? was yeah, what? yeah. She tried to be sneaky about it, was not sneaky. And the guy was like, "Did she just give you her number?" And I was like, "Uh, uh." And he goes, "Bitch, you gotta stop doing this." And it's what? like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Bro, I'm not gonna call. I had nothing." Yeah. Did you ever text her? No. Oh, you got to. No, you don't. Dude, I have a buddy, and I, I'll tell you his name later. Funny comic. I just don't want to put his shit out there like this. Sure. But he, uh, he's told me, because he does that. He doesn't give a shit if they're dating or they're married. And he's told me that dudes have showed up to his house, and they're just like, bro, you fucked my wife? And it's just like, to me, it's like, I don't need to, I don't need that shit. I have enough troubles. <laughs> you know, I don't need some guy. I had a girl though. Apartment. I had a girl though. It was, I was working with Sam Morell in Fort Worth. And uh, he, so this, this girl downstairs, she's like hugging me, da, da, da. Cute fucking chick. She's like, you were my fan, you know, we're hanging out. And her boyfriend was there. I meet him. He's a cool guy. You know, dab him. Hey, thanks for coming out. And then I'm upstairs. I get on the elevator a little while later. And she's there outside the club. And uh, she just starts making out with me. And then I just go, wait a second. Like, where's your boyfriend? And he goes, I don't know. And he's actually going out of town next week. And she's like, so we should hang out. And I was like, you got to fill file some paperwork first. Like this needs to, you know what I mean? Dude, I can't do it. I've been no. cheated. Dude, I've been cheated on. Maybe it's that. It's Get it like, back. Get it, do it. Like avenge your own self, dude. Like, no, <laughs> become, become the piece of shit. Like I can't, <laughs> dude, even the guy who, like the guy who cheated on me with my last girl, right? He, I think you said was, that wrong, but <laughs> no, the guy who so what, how, how do you say? He, yeah, he, he banged my girl, on me we broke up, yeah, 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 yeah. I said it retarded. Uh, he was a Domino's pizza driver. I'm like, bitch left me for a fucking Domino's pizza driver, would fucking big mistake, right? And one day he delivered pizza to my house, no, yeah, yeah. And I get the pizza and I open it up, and I was like. Dude, he was on time. The pizza was great. Like, I was like, no hard feelings. I was like, no hard feelings. He did it great. You know, he had like the little TV tray. I was like, oh, they, not a lot of places do that anymore. Like, that's nice. 
Like I'm, dude. I'm. Yeah, what were you gonna say? I thought that wasn't the end. I thought you were gonna say you reported his ass. No, 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 no. I was like, dude, he fucking on time. Pizza looks spectacular. I was like, fucking good for you, man. Hope you guys are working out. Like, I don't care. See, I don't care to like a certain. I don't care to like a certain point. So like, yeah. So like, I would totally bang some dude's wife or totally bang some dude's girlfriend if they were like at a show, or whatever. Uh, but I actually so okay. So here's actually a story of me. Like kind of like in your spot. So there's this porn star Riley Jensen who had on the podcast and the episode yeah, like, yeah. top three, whatever. I met her at a show. And so like I, I did my set, I had a good set, whatever. And then someone was like, Hey, Riley Jensen wants to meet you. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And they were like, porn star. And I was like, show, let's meet immediately. Like let's fucking like and so like I, I hang out with this chick. We're cool. She follows me on Instagram, all this shit. It's fucking dope. And then like she responds to some of my stories, and I was like, Oh, like this is dope. Like, and so I was like, and then it hit me. I was like, do you want to be on the podcast? And so like, she was like, I'd love to. And so I had her on the podcast. It was fucking great. I remember before we like, we're, so we're in my car. And so like, oh, she was like, right before I, I was like, you ready? She was like, yeah, you could ask me whatever you want. And I was like, I will. Like, I fucking, I fucking will. And so like, but like her boyfriend was with her at the show. Yeah. I remember so I'm, I'm hanging out with both of them. And so I remember her boyfriend being like, dude, you were so fucking funny. Like that was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Thanks dude. Like he was really cool to me. And this dude owns four sons brewery, which is like a, like a local legendary brewery. uh, Yeah. Huntington beach. And so I was like, Oh, like, all right, dope. And so like this dude to the podcast recording, which we did in like a senior center parking (laughs) lot (laughs) drives her to meet me there. Cause I like got off work. And so we just did it after I was after work Uh, drives me there dude you're so funny this is gonna be so cool i can't wait like all this shit like just the coolest dude ever yeah after the podcast she tries to fuck me and so I was what just, do you mean she tries she's like she's like throwing like signals like she's turning she's like touching my legs she's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing, like, like hardcore signals and so like i'm a dude i realize it but i was like nah like she's not like but i'm like she totally is but then i was like her boyfriend was so cool like I was yeah, like, yeah 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 like, and so I didn't do it. And so the reason she was at that show is because my buddy, who's a comic, knows her also. And so she was there. He was on the lineup. She was there to, like, see him, saw me, now we're homies, whatever, right? He sends me a screenshot of, like, a text that she sent him afterwards being like, yeah, I was trying to fuck him. I'm like, I'm into, the, like, the young thing. Like, he just wasn't going for it. And it turns out they were in an open relationship. And I was like, Jesus. fuck me, dude. Like, so, like. Have you ever tried to go back? Dude, she just moved to Austin, so I will see her in four months. Like, <laughs> and I'm going. Dad, to- <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking. Wild. See, so you do have some heart in you. But I felt so bad because I was like, this dude. <laughs> he was like the shit. Had I never met this guy, and she was just like, I have a boyfriend. Like before, oh, okay. I yeah. totally would have done it. But because I met the dude and he was like the homie, I was like, I can't do it. I can't. He's now like a friend. I can't. Do yeah, it. yeah. But I had. I did that once. And maybe to, so the first the girl I lost my virginity to I was eighteen in college right nice Lo- I was in love with this girl in high school but she was always dating my buddy and uh, <laughs> you know it's one of those dude Stacy's girl it was a Stacy's girl moment like Stacy yeah how not Stacy's girl it was uh huh how is this like Jesse's girl but Jesse's girl yeah how like is this like your homie homie or is this just like a dude in class with. No, we were pretty close. Like, we were in band together, trumpet section. Like, we hung out. Like, fuck it. We were pretty tight. So, he, it was my first week of school. And I knew the relationship was, like, not doing well into the summer of going to college, you know? Sure. And so, she texted me one day. She's like, hey, I know, like, your first week is just hanging out, like, 
can I come over and hang out? Like you and I, I was like, yeah. So the second night we hook up, like dude, like, you know, first night we made out a little bit. Second night, she just starts ripping off my clothes. I was like, Oh, you want this? You're like, she's like, yeah, we, we go at it, dude. Fucking I changed her world for 35 seconds. It was amazing. <laughs> and, uh, no, but, uh, we hook up and then the next day I get a call. No, not the next day. Two days later, I get a call from this guy, from the guy, Seamus. And, uh, I go, hey, what's up, Seamus? And he goes, name like that. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter, you know. And people know, like my friend, everybody I know knows. Okay. And he, and I go, hey, Seamus, what's up? And he goes, you fucked my girlfriend. And I was like, I thought you guys were broken up. And it just became this whole whirlwind situation. Yeah, like I thought they were broken up. I thought like it was over. It wasn't. We started dating. A week after, it was pretty much over. After that, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so. So, like, here's my. That, that's one of the things that I was gonna bring up is that, like, I kind of like go by like bro code type thing, where like if some chick like dates like a friend of mine, she's automatically like to me, she might as well have a penis because I'm not even like I'm not gonna like touch it. Is it's kind of like that. So if you're if you're a dog, dude. I'm a bad boy. No, I'm a, a fucking dog. robber, dude. I'm a I'm a housebreaker, dude. I break the house. No, but it was like one of those things. But the crazy thing is, I think that's what she does because like she did the same to me, where it's like when a relationship isn't going well, she'll just fucking cheat on the guy, and then boom, instantly start dating that guy. Because same thing happened with yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the same thing happened with me. She started, like, I I tried to break up with her. She told me no. And I was like, what? And she's like, no. <laughs> she's like, no. And then we hook up that night. And, of course, I was like, I guess, you know, fuck it. That was good, so I guess we're still together. <laughs> and then while I was trying to break up with her, she was fucking her coworker at Panera Bread. And I was like, why couldn't you just do that? And not have me involved. Like, I wasn't even mad when she told me. She came over to my dorm. She was crying. She's like, I've been cheating on you. And I was like, good. I was like, why, why have you been I tried to break up with you? Go ahead. Like, go fucking have your Panera Bread wedding. Fucking your bread bowl piece of shit wedding. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. You're crazy. Dude, there's this guy who's friends with, like, you know, like, so, like, my homie, he's friends with, like, my homie. My homie's a girl, and so he's friends with her, and so he's, like, they have this whole group of, like, girls, and there's this guy, this guy, and then I'm, like, I'm, like, friends with them, right? So, like, I'll see him at, like, parties, or I'll see him, like, when we go to the bar, or, like, whatever, but, like, if one of them was, like, hey, let's hang out, I'd be, like, I'm busy, type of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, this guy is, like, like a dog dog. So, I remember we were at this thing, and he was, like, telling me about how, like, uh, his best friend's fiance, like, they're freaking engaged, he bangs his best friend's fiance and then like then start then they start dating so like she calls off the engagement breaks up with the dude starts dating his best his best friend like this isn't Jesus. just like his buddy like this is his best friend he just bangs his fiance and then like they hang out like whatever they break up whatever and then there's this other dude he's over at this is like a couple months ago he's so like people probably don't even know but they probably don't even know who i'm talking about whatever fuck it uh he's like over at these, these people's apartment these people have been dating for like a while and like this is one of his other best friends and his his best friend and his girlfriend and he bangs this dude's girlfriend downstairs while the other dude is upstairs sleeping and he records it and sends it to like 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 my homie and shit 
And she's like, what the fuck? And I was like, no way, because this is like this one chick that he banged. It was like the only hot chick out of the group. I was like, could have been fucking her the whole time. I was like, but I was like, Jesus. But I was like, dude, like that's a fucking like, like low key. I have no respect for that dude. Cause it's like, those are your friends, girls. And you're, yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like when you go into that, cause my thing, at least I, so I could sleep at night. I tell myself, it's like, at least I thought they were broken up, you know? But like, there's some people where it's like, they don't care. They're like, if you're dead. Yeah. They know. They're like, I'm with it. And there's people who get turned on by them. Like you guys are sick. You guys are sick. Yeah. It's like my roommate for a while. He dated like two exes of co- uh, fellow comics and he goes a third one like they matched on tinder and he goes should i go on a date with her and i was like man two is an accident three makes it seem like you know three makes it seem like you're coming after him you know would you ever date a comic it, no unless it's like you know unless it's like you it's like you feel it you know so you would like <laughs> I would, yeah. It, it depends. Like my thing is like first I gotta find them funny. Like I there's some where it's like you probably know that where it's a comic and they're dating a comic and one of them isn't funny and they're always just like, babe, that was a good set. And you're just like, ah, you fucking liar, you <laughs> fucking liar. Like it's I I can't. Like there's a comic. She's not good. She's not good. And she's like out of my league look wise, but she's like. She only started talking to me once I started getting work. So I was like, I, I, get, I get it. And uh, she's trying to bring me home. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Because it's just like, I couldn't, I couldn't. Dude, it's like, I don't know. I couldn't lie to her. Like, I would have to All pretend. Right. She'd be like afterwards, like, oh, how was my mic? And I was like, ah, it was, it was funny. <laughs> there's, there's, there's potential, even though, like, I can't even be in the room because it's so off. You know what I mean? It's like. Right. For me, it's like, I, yeah, they have to be funny. Like, to me, that's the most attractive quality of a girl. It's like, sense of humor, smile. I like, I'm more of a tit guy, but two weeks ago. <laughs> I like a good pair of tits. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not a, I'm not, you know, don't I mean, get me wrong. Dude, I have a strict no comic fucking policy. Like, uh-uh, it's just bad news waiting to happen. That's what I'm saying. Like, unless it's like, it just like works out for the right reason. You know what I mean? Even those don't work out. There's this comic out here. I'm not going to say his name, but he dated this comic and they're both fucking hilarious, right? They're both hilarious. One's a writer on a TV show with this other girl's fucking like, they're both hilarious, right? They broke up. It was nasty, like whatever. She's buddy, buddy with the fucking comedy store booker. And like, this is obviously before COVID. And because they broke up in like a nasty way, guess who stopped getting spots in the fucking comedy store? Yeah. That dude. So like, but that's the thing, but that's, but that's the thing. It's like, it would have to be a scenario where it's like, if it doesn't work out, like we, we know we're cool. You know what I mean? Right. It's that thing where it's like, I, you know, I would have to know, like, again, like that shit, it's like, man, I I wouldn't trust her in that aspect. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, like it, it would have to be a situation where it's like, Hey, I know we're both working comics Whatever happens between us fucking stays between us. And then if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, then we just go our ways. You know, we can still act cool. Like there was one comic and I'm not going to. So I asked her out, right? Because nice. like at Mike's, we like we're vibing. And I, I even told her, I was like, hey, I know I'm a more established comic in the scene and you're like newer. I was like, uh, 
like, I hope it's okay. You know, I don't want to be weird about it. She's like, I would love to get to know you more, maybe take you out for dinner. Then the next day she's like, yeah, of course. And the next day she's like, Hey, I just don't want to be like come into the scene and start dating like a comic in the scene. Right. And I was like, dude, I totally understand. And I, I just said, Hey, if it's cool, please don't tell people. I don't want to be known as the guy that just fucking hits on the younger, like young comics. <laughs> Because I, it was the first time I did it, you know? I don't want to be right, not, right. like... And she's like, yeah, of course. And, like, we're still cool to this day. Like, we still hang out. We still ban... Like, there's no bad blood. And I think that's the thing, is if you just, like... You, if you're just honest and you're just like, hey, let's try it out. And if they're like, sure. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah, there's definitely dudes... That, I know a few dudes that wait, like, if a new girl's name pops up on that... Oh, movie, dude. Like, like, sharks, dude. Oh, dude, like, they're ready to go. It's fucking so bad. Oh, I think you're hilarious. You're gonna be so good. Let's go get drinks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, get you're out the, of here. Yeah, you're the funniest. And I was like, she's the funniest? <laughs> she's the funniest ever? <laughs> dude, it's so funny. It's it's weird. Dude, it's so weird how that... So, you know Mikey, Ian? Yeah. So he was out when he was out here. Uh, there's this there's this girl. I won't say her name because you probably know who she is. Uh, and Tell me afterwards. I will. I will. Uh, and so, dude, he's like, she, this is when she first started coming around the scene or whatever in Orange County. Uh, and Mike was like, dude. And so I was about to bounce. We were at this mic uh, called the Harpin Mike. And so I already went up all the shit. And so I was about to bounce. He's like, dude, you got to stay for this chick set. Like, dude, like I think she's hilarious. Like, you got to watch this chick set. I was like. All right, I trust you as a comic. I trust your opinion. I will stay. I got a drink. I stayed. Dude, tell me why, dude. She went up on stage. And so I waited like an hour, dude. Like, so it's like an hour. I'm just kicking it, whatever, with other comics. Dude, so I'm, I go inside. I'm waiting. I'm watching her set. She goes upstage, like, pissed drunk and, like, tries to crowd work a comic and, like, eat shit. Like, it was terrible. Like, two, two and a half minutes in, I turned to Mike and I was like, have a good night, bro. And I just left. I was like, this is freaking ass. I was like, this is This is what you want me to stay for? It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I see you're getting booked, and I'm like, how? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that yeah. makes no sense. But, I mean, I guess, like, diversity of lineups and all this shit, like. Yeah, but don't you think, I look at it like this, where it's like, let them, let them get booked. I guess. Because my thing is like, my, I, I don't get it either, but it's like, my thing is like, it is like, we have to be honest, like, comedy was a male dominated fucking craft for the longest time. Like you watch documentaries, like the old comedy store when it was Mitzi Shore running it, even then she wouldn't let like funny fucking women up. Like she would brand their own shows because she's like, Oh, they can't, they can't fucking hang with the big dogs. Even though like people like Joan Rivers and stuff, they could right? or fucking, or fucking Rosie O'Donnell could, you know, or like not Rosie O'Donnell up. Uh, yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they could. Maybe. I and, <laughs> but like these funny chicks. And it's like now I feel like more women are getting into comedy. So my thing is like if if they're out there hustling and they're fucking dude, we were all dog shit the first two years. And you know, we're all dog shit. And yeah, they're getting opportunities early on, but dude, so did I just because I was like the clean cut guy my first two years and they could trust me to host. Like, was I good enough comedy wise? No, 
I'm but not, I'm not hating on her for getting spots. Uh, that's yeah. not, I don't care about that. Like, you know, I, I just kind of, I try to focus on my own grind and like, yeah. you know, you're getting spots. I'm not fucking pissed. Do good for you. I'll like your posts and shit. Like I don't get mad about it or jealous of anybody. I'm just saying that like, I was like, what is this? Like why you made yeah, this, yeah. For this bro? Like, come on, man. Like, but you've also seen those, the, the, the hot girl comics that where they're getting the spots. So they think they're hot shit. Yeah. And then fucking the new batch of hot girl comics come around and then they get forgotten and they haven't been working on their act and then they just don't get spots anymore. So it's like, so it's like, to me, it's like eventually their time is going to come. And it's like, if they haven't been working, fuck them. (laughs) Really? Fuck them. Like they're done with comedy. It's like, it's, it's over. It's like, you got lucky because of your gender or you know what I mean? And it's right. like, man, you, good for you, but like fucking you better be right and getting better. Cause I see it a lot out here where it's like, not even like fucking, I wouldn't even say female comics, just comics in general, like this young generation, our age. Cause I see you, dude, you're always like, when I saw your stories and stuff, I was like, Oh shit. He's always out. You're always doing spots. So that's why I'm like, Oh, he's a real comic. Cause he's getting better. Cause I, I see you getting better. And it's like, you see these people, they come in, then they start getting booked on bar shows. And then you don't see them at mics anymore. And they're like, why do I have to come to mics, man? I'm a book comic now. And I'm like, Oh, let's see how far that takes you. Right. Or like, it's like that's just when people get into like fights and shit, like, or like they'll get in like arguments on like the comedy scene, Facebook post. Like, I skipped my mic phase and you're just jealous of me because it's like, dude, what are you fucking talking about? Like, no one knows who you are. Yeah, I just, dude, it's so funny because it's like, I like, I like going to open mics. It's like, I mean, obviously I like shows more, but like mics are like fucking fun you get to see like your homies and shit. And like, I'll try to get up uh, on back when like things were booming, bro. Like I could, I could get up like 14, 15 times a week, like, and just be like chilling like four on Tuesday. I get, get up four times and fucking drive a total like 13 miles. It was fucking, it was fucking great. Yeah. It's just fucking. That's the thing. It's like when people say, I don't like open mics, I'm like, oh, so you're not a comic. <laughs> you know, cause like, like you said, to me, open mics are more fun sometimes than shows because at open mics, you can just let loose. Say whatever. Yeah. Cause on shows, sometimes you're like, okay, these pay, these people paid to get in the two item minimum and they probably have a babysitter and they probably have this and they, so you're like, fuck, I want to do good. Yeah. And then sometimes you're like, Oh, should I try this new joke? No, let's just get stick to the script Yeah. where, you know, but like at open mics are like, fuck you guys. You didn't pay shit. It's like, I think who is, I think it's Carlin said that, uh, he said like pretty much the same thing, but he said like doing a show is just like jerking off, like, you know, just like, it's gonna you're gonna get the job done and it's fun every time. But it's like it's yeah. not it's not like getting pussy, you know. It's like the same thing. It's just like jerking off. It feels good, but you yeah. don't need to do it, you know. But it's like it's like those you see some of those headliners where it's like you can tell they've been doing their act for like years, the same hour for like 10, 20 years, but just because they know it kills. Yeah. But it's like, what does that do? Right. What does that do? <laughs> it does nothing. Because people see you once, they're like, he's great. They come again. They're like, all right. He's doing the same fucking hour. Like, my best feeling is like, 
when someone like there's these regulars that come to hyenas all the time. They're like, I like what you did with that joke. What you changed on that joke. Or I like what you, the new shit. Like I like, that's what people want. They want to see you grow and, and build new shit. Cause it, you know. Right. That's uh like, that's the first like a piece of advice I got from like a, like a traveling headliner was like, dude, never stop writing. He said, you're never going to write more stuff than you do in your first like two years but never fucking stop yeah fucking and like i at first i was like you know because i'm always writing and shit even now still i'm always fucking writing and trying to fill notebooks even with just crap like it doesn't even matter what the fuck it is just always writing and like but i understand what he fucking meant now because in the beginning i was like no i'll always keep writing but then you start getting booked all the time you start doing podcasts start doing all the shit and stuff starts filling up that time whereas in the beginning you know you're just doing mics you're just writing and then yeah yeah a new thing in there which kind of takes away from this thing and it's and i was like fuck now it makes sense but like it's comedy such a weird thing it's like you just yeah you just have to fucking keep growing like this this past weekend it's like on friday i had a new five that had been working out a mic and it didn't go well on the friday shows it just didn't go well and so i was like fuck so i Friday we did a show, then I went to an open mic, fucking did it again a different way, and it worked at the open mic. And then on Saturday I went in, and and instead of just being like, do I try it again? Last night it bombed. I went in, and fucking boom, it was hitting. So it's like you got to take those risks. You got to fucking try because it's like like, I feel like even bookers because like I'll talk to some comics. They're like, I'm just going to do that five because the booker's in the room, you know, at the open mic. I'm going to just do the five. I know that kills. And it's like, dude, they always hear. Like, even if they're not in the room, they hear it. And if they see you try something new and it doesn't do well, I feel like they respect you more right. than if you just go to an open mic and kill. Yeah. With shit they've heard a thousand times before. Yeah. <sighs> It's just such a weird game, but I completely agree with you. Because I feel the same way, like, because sometimes we get lucky and we show up to an open mic and for some reason it's popping. Yeah. But then you see the comics go on before you and they're doing their weekend material and you're like, why, why did you drive 30 minutes? To be, <laughs> why? You're, you're, you, yeah, you look good, but to for what? These people aren't paying customers. These people are nobodies. Like, cool, they like you for five minutes, but you got nothing out of it. Right. You got nothing out of it. Like, I feel like, I feel like shit. I, I feel like more of a piece of shit if I leave an open mic killing with shit I knew that was going to kill than bombing on new shit. Right. Because then I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm growing. Like, okay, we got to fix that. We got to fix that. That kind of got a chuckle. That's the base of it. Like, at least I'm fixing a problem than just going up there fucking jerking myself off for five minutes. <laughs> I completely agree. But, I mean, I am guilty of doing that a couple Oh, times. dude, we all are because we're <laughs> fucking animals. We're all, yeah. You know, like, if there's been a couple of weeks sets in a row, you're like, oh, I'm a fucking, I'm a, I'm a just revert to the old shit just once just to get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got two more questions. Well, two more questions for you. Fuck uh, yeah. As far as stand-up comedy goes, or just life in general, uh, what do you think is your greatest strength and on the flip side, your greatest weakness? Um, I think my greatest strength is the energy I bring on stage. Like, I can tell now, like, when I go on stage, I kind of give off this playful, fun vibe 
where it's like the audience, like last night I was doing an open mic and right when I got on, like people were already smiling at me because I kind of like sit there, I smile back at them. Mm -hmm. It's like this fun where it's like, hey, we're here having fun. If I rag on you, it's going to be fine. I'm not going to go mean, you know? Like it's like I, I give off this this playful fun energy and people that they feel safe and they feel like they're like oh this this guy like I, I like him. he gives off a fun energy like I make people wanna I wanna I want people to be happy when they leave the show right like, yeah I've made a I've like I told that story where I made that girl cry that is a one time incident I never want that to happen. Right. I want everybody to leave to be like, fuck yeah, that guy's silly. I want everybody to have a silly goose time. And um, and I think my weakness, uh, I get in my head on stage sometimes. In what way? Where, like, dude, I feel like a fraud. Like, sometimes on stage, I'm just up there and I'm just like, you guys are laughing at this, you know? <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's like I'm trying to get away from more of the the hackier shit. Because like people don't understand when you're first starting off, you kind of go for the easier jokes because it's hard to find out how a joke works. Right. And then you find out, and then you go for like the more hackier stuff. So now I'm I'm like like I I have a drunk girl drunk dude bit you know drug guys got like this but instead i've tried to rekindle it and make it my own personal experience okay then just doing the broad take that you've heard a thousand times right and i think that's just been my my biggest struggle is like get out of your head fucking just write what you think is funny and uh, just keep moving along because I know for the longest time, like I, I was trying to make the back of the room laugh, and now I'm just like, dude, fuck them. Like right. if, com- if the comics said think I'm funny, cool. If you don't think I'm funny, I-, I didn't get into comedy to make you laugh. Exactly. Like if you, yeah, you could go up there and tackle fucking the hard hitting issues and lose half the crowd. Good <laughs> on you. That's not what I'm trying to bring. Right. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Those are pretty good. I always ask that like to comics because it's so interesting to see what what people say. Uh, and yeah. then this one's kind of a silly one. If like, let's say like ancestors are like real, you know, and they fucking yeah. are watching your every move, your great, great, yeah. great, 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 every, all of those people like fucking like some Mulan shit or watching your every move. Mm-hmm. What is the most embarrassing thing or most embarrassing story that you've done where like when you pass away and you go up there and they're like, Bro, we fucking saw that. Like, what would that be? (laughs) It was New Year's Eve. I love how fast this came to you. (laughs) It was New Year's Eve. I was 17. (laughs) So, a little backstory. In in high school, we we would always hang out at my buddy Josh's house. His dad was dope. He would let us, like, occasionally smoke weed in his backyard he would let us get fucked up on weekends because he's like dude i'd rather have you guys get fucked up here like not drive home you know he's like just party here probably not the best you know parental guidance we still (laughs) give him we still give him shit for it but um i remember i got so fucked up 
that at one point I'm laying on the ground outside in his backyard and they're trying to pick me up and I hear Pops, he goes, if he freezes to death, that's the choice he made. <laughs> and uh, so I finally get up and I'm, I'm on the couch. I'm on the couch and I get up because I have to pee and I'm like half asleep. It's like five in the morning and I just start peeing on his TV stand, his nice TV stand. And it, it's his family portraits are there. Da, da, da. Like his mom is looking at me. And Pops walks in and he goes, what the fuck are you doing, man? And I'm just like, he's like, I was like, Pop, get out of the fucking bathroom, you creep. <laughs> and instead of getting mad, he lets me finish. He lets me finish. He's like, all right. And goes back to bed and I go back on the couch. And then at eight in the morning, he wakes us up with breakfast tacos. And I'm like half awake. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. We're going to chow down on some breakfast tacos. And I sit down and he goes, uh-uh-uh. And he hands me some bleach, fucking gloves, and cleaning some... And he goes, you fucking have to clean my fucking TV cam. And he goes, I'm like, fucking why? That's bullshit. He goes, there's pee on it. That's your <laughs> fucking piss. And I go, no, it wasn't. And he had a picture of me just like, just pee. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm still surprised Pop lets lets me fucking hang out at his home because if I had a house and some fucking teenager pissed on my TV <laughs> stand, I would never let them back in my home. Do you still have that picture? I think I might. Dude, I'll text him. Gotta go on the gram. That's yeah, I'll text him. Go on the gram. There's that's a few funny. There are a few pictures fucking back in high school. I'm like, ah oh, man, that was some dirty times. Dude, fuck yeah, man. Thanks for being on the podcast. I leave the final minute. I leave the final minute of the podcast to the guests to say whatever, plug whatever, do whatever. This next minute is all you, my man. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, first off, thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. I can't wait for you to come to Austin, man. We can fucking hang out finally. Fucking do mics. Fucking CJ try to like fucking lower that nose. Uh, <laughs> it's so big. It's so big. It's outrageous. Uh, no. You can follow me at Comedian Tony C on Twitter and Instagram if you like me. And uh, me and my buddy Daniel Magden just started a podcast called The Somewhat Familiar Podcast. And it's just me and him fucking getting a little stoned and just being two silly geese for an hour. So we just dropped episode one. So that's out on all audio platforms. So check that out. Fuck yeah, dude. Thanks for being on. And I can't wait to come out there and run it with you. Thank you, brother. Looking forward to it.